New challenges and a new normal all on the horizon in 2021. Welcome to Service Calls, a podcast brought to you by TechTown in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. I'm Rob LaFrenz. And in this episode, we're going to talk about hope, changes, and challenges for the industry in the coming year. Joining me, as always, is Food Service Equipment Reports Managing Editor, Allison Resendiz. We'll also hear about how one service company's quick thinking and actions helped feed thousands after a natural disaster. But first, if you thought 2020 tested the mettle of the restaurant industry, 2021's looking just as difficult, but not without a glimmer of hope. And to talk about that, on the phone from Englewood, Colorado, is Hawkins Commercial Appliance Service Vice President and General Manager John Schwint with his outlook for techs in the coming year. And John, what do you see as their biggest challenge? You know, technicians are, they're used to being thrown into the fire, so to speak. And a lot of things have changed with all this COVID stuff and and they have to pre-plan a little bit more and things are more fluid than they normally are right now. So, you know, technicians like stability, you know, they, they like going to work and having lots of work to do. And and obviously with uh, what was the latest thing, 17% of restaurants have shut down permanently. You know, their workload is a lot less than it was. And nobody's fixing things as often as they were. So they're having to give more estimates and, and uh, uh, basically sell the service before they do the service. Instead of just, you know, getting in there, getting it fixed as fast as possible for that customer, they're having to spend more time. And that's really unnatural for them because they're used to being under the gun to get it up and going as fast as possible. So, you know, just that mindset itself has been a big challenge for us. Training, you know, having having to receive new product training virtually, again, is very uh, foreign to them because they're tactile learners. They learn with their hands they can see something happen or be explained how to do something, then they have to do it. And if they don't do that in a relatively short time period, it's very difficult for them to retain that information. So I think those, those two things, and then just that insecurity of, of not having that huge workload, I think that's a big challenge for them as well. They like stability and, and like to know that they have that uh, plenty of work to do tomorrow. John, do you have any ideas of uh, or advice on maybe how they can uh, overcome those challenges? Well, I think communication is huge. I think with us, we're trying to over communicate with people. We're letting them know what we're doing. You know, they're having, they're having more, more meetings, not necessarily zoom, but emails and things like that out to technicians and just trying to, trying to keep that communication as open and frequent as possible for them just let them know what's going on and obviously you know we preach this this is just temporary it's just temporary it keeps going on and on and on but we still keep pounding that it's temporary but walking in again walking into a restaurant and the mood of that restaurant really wears on the guys you know we we on the back end just have to be as positive as we can and get up and drink our little glass of sunshine in the morning whatever it is Speaking of drinking a glass of sunshine in the morning, what gives you hope leading into the next year? I communicate with all the segments of the industry. You know, I have I have family in the um, in the dealer business. Work for a big uh, nationwide dealer. I have very good friends who are factory reps and and consultants, and uh, I also have friends that own restaurants. And being in contact with all of them 
I think, amazingly enough, everybody's still holding on. You know, they're holding on to that hope. And now that the the vaccine, you know, uh, coming out mid-year next year for everybody, that's kind of given them that light at the end of the tunnel where they can actually see instead of what's gone on for the last nine months where, you know, it's been two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, and there's never a, a light to see. Well, they're finally being able to see that. And uh, I think a lot of restaurants are almost excited. It's kind of hard to see right now, but they're excited of bringing in the new. Uh, now's a great, great excuse to do that kitchen remodel that they never could do because they were so busy before or, or retooling their menus to where it's, you know, it's going to facilitate more off-premise dining, outdoor dining. Uh, you know, the old self-serve salad bar everybody knows is gone forever. So all those things have to be retooled. And, you know, that's a lot of uh, potential business for people who sell equipment and that design new kitchens and, you know, ultimately that service tech, you know, that's installing that equipment and repairing that equipment. So there's a lot of positive things going on. And it's not really that hard to find them. Just got to look. By the way, if there is one positive to come out of this, the self-serve salad bar going away is probably a good thing. <laughs> but uh, see, but, there it is. <laughs> see, they got a glass half full. Uh, but you, like you were talking about, so many changes. The, the industry's gone through so many changes, and techs have had to adjust to so many different things. At Hawkins, and and just in the industry in general. Do you plan to invest in any new technologies, uh, equipment, um, or, or continuing education to benefit technicians? We actually are. We're in the process of upgrading our software system. We're reorganizing and trying to streamline our uh, processes to, you know, to just to be as efficient and lean as possible. You know, try to be as easy to do business with as we possibly can. You know, we've also taken the uh, opportunity to update some of our, our uh, vehicles, um, gotten rid of some of the old clunkers that we we hung on to because we needed them so badly at the time. We're getting rid of those and up, updating things. Uh, but the big, you know, the big thing is our field service software system. We're doing a big upgrade with that that, that we put off, uh, I hate to say, since 2007. What are some examples of how that would is going to benefit your field technicians? It's going to give them more access to more information uh, the ease of, you know, service history, customer history, uh, training videos, uh, you know, they all have tablets now, they all have smartphones, you know, having to upgrade, uh, be able to take advantage of the 5G network, which again, will take bandwidth to be able to use it. So we have to have the tools to be able to do that. So John, you're you're a leader in the industry, your immediate past president of Cefesa. What would you say to field technicians uh, to prepare them for the best possible 2021? What would your advice be for them? You know, uh, uh, staying involved, uh, getting involved, uh, building relationships with our channel partners. You know, uh, you know, right now the the technicians. Uh, may not be in that loop of, of communication that you have with your local dealer or something. Uh, there's so many opportunities for them if they, if they choose to, because uh, information is power. The more information they have, the better their ability to do their job, the more valuable they're going to be. 
knowing what's going on and and not listening to the side chatter you know the old the days of dragging a 30 pound toolbox into a, a kitchen are kind of over now because there's no room the kitchen's got smaller um, there's just just not enough room for us 200 pound technicians in a 50 pound bag to go do work so just improving their craft all right thanks for that look ahead that was john schwint with hawkins commercial appliance Next up, it's our From the Field segment, and on the phone from Moline, Illinois, is Dan Cohn Group President Dan Cohn. And over the summer, an area of northeastern Iowa was hit hard by a storm called a derecho. Uh, the damage was devastating. And Dan, you got a call from the relief group Mercy Chefs, and before we get into why they called, can you tell me what were they doing there and what was their mission? Well, originally their their mission, and, and I had never even heard of this group before, but uh, due to the extent of the damage that uh, occurred up there, um, you know, a lot of people had no source uh, of uh, even getting food. You know, all the restaurants were closed, yeah. power lost to their homes and uh, refrigeration down. So, you know, it became an, an emergency um, that uh, aid was provided to, to help facilitate uh, getting people uh, meals. They really were serving thousands of meals to people every day, right? Exactly. Um, more, I think, than they anticipated. Yeah. Uh, what was their equipment problem? Well, originally um, they called us, and we were fortunate that uh, there were cell towers because, uh, you know, they reached us through our automated teller system, and uh, we were able to dispatch the call to uh, one of the technicians in Cedar Rapids. He got the call, and they had a convection oven down, one of their primary pieces of equipment, and uh, asked if we would could come out and take a look at it. So that's what we did, and uh, fortunately, we were able to pinpoint the problem and able to uh, get a wholesaler to open up so that we could get, get a part that's a fairly common part for a variety of equipment that uh, was uh, part of this oven. So we had uh, your tech, um, I understand his name is John Martin, and so he went out there. Right. And uh, so you were able to get the part, and so he was able to take care of the uh, problem on the uh, convection oven? He was, uh, and that was that was a pretty big deal. Uh, basically, it cut their production in half. It was uh, a, a replacement valve. You needed a replacement valve? Correct, yeah. And uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's not an uncommon part, so fortunately, uh, we were able to open up a wholesaler since we had a uh, strong working relationship for them. Even though they couldn't do the paperwork, they just gave us the valve, and uh, we handled the rest of that process later. So what steps did he have to take to get the oven back up and running? To get it back up and running, um, obviously, he had to uh, shut the gas off, which was kind of an or an ordeal just because uh, shutting the gas off was shutting them off to both units. But, you know, he worked with them and, and they coordinated and, and uh, he got it in. And uh, fortunately, uh, everything was back up and running and they were extremely delighted to have that oven back and running. I bet. Uh, so the lack of power also created another challenge for you guys uh, when it came to getting the deal done. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, that was uh, that's how I actually got involved with it. I was really pleased the way John handled it. He called me at home and uh, said that uh, we had uh, they had such a uh, high volume of people uh, coming to get food that uh, um, they needed more storage 
folding cabinets to hold the uh, food so that it was available as, as it came necessary. So they try to procure one from a local dealer there, but the local dealer couldn't run uh, any uh, transactions with a credit card, which kind of put a uh, put a tough, disadvantage uh, to, yeah. to uh, allow them just to take a couple of brand new pieces of equipment. So they asked John if he could do anything, and he called me, and I said, uh, "Yeah, sure, we can we can handle that. Uh, they'll." Uh, They'll release them to me because, um, you know, we ha- we have a working relationship with that dealer. So uh, we were able to uh, facilitate that process and uh, got them a couple more holding ovens so that could uh, keep the food hot before it was served. The equipment you're talking about is like those those big warming ovens, right? That uh, they, Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're designed to hold uh, the food around 150 degrees and... Fortunately, they had them, and uh, we could get them to them, you know, and handle the financial part of it. And, you know, I'm sure uh, on their end of it, they were very delighted with being able to do that. Yeah, it's a really uh, great story. Uh, People helping people uh, in in times of need, you know, it uh, it really brings out the best in everybody, I think. It Uh, does. Can you tell me what surprised you most about this service call? Well, I, I guess maybe two things. One is that, uh, you know, being something way out of the ordinary, that uh, John would take the initiative and, and work and do anything that he could to facilitate uh, this process happily. The other was the damage. Frankly, I'd never seen anything like it. And our office was actually uh, closed for almost two weeks up there. We had no power whatsoever. You know, we had damage to the building. And everybody um, so, uh, from the Dan Cohn group uh, out there was okay? Yeah, yeah. Everything that way went uh, as good as possible. Um, but like I said, it was uh, dramatic, the, the amount of damage in such a widespread area. Well, thanks to you and, and, and John Martin and, and everybody who was able to, you know, kind of come through for people and make sure that, uh, you know, in time of need, they had hot meals uh, on their plates. So Absolutely. Uh I've lived in this area all my life, and like I said, uh, sure, we get a tornado or something like that occasionally, but uh, <laughs> nothing to the to the extent of this. And, uh, you know, it was a good feeling to be able to help out. That's a great story. Uh, thank you, Dan Cohn, for your effort and for sharing. All right, let's get to the nuts and bolts of it all with our nuts and bolts segment. And this week's question is, what's on your 2021 wish list as it relates to your role in the service industry? Up first is General Parts Certified Technician, Joel Block. The first thoughts I had for my 2021 wish list were all about things going back to normal. I sat on that for a while and realized something. We can do better than that. We can do better than normal. As a technician, I don't learn when things are normal. I don't grow or get better at my job when I'm doing a routine repair. I learn when I'm stumped and have to dig deeper to find an answer. I grow and get better when I'm sitting in a nest of my tools on the floor of a kitchen in front of a piece of equipment that refuses to reveal to me why it just won't work. Because I know the answer will come. If I keep digging and use all of my resources and refuse to give up, I know I will come to a solution to what sometimes seems like an impossible situation. You see, lessons come through adversity. My 2021 wish is that I as a man, a father, a technician, and we as a company, an industry, a nation, and a world will learn through the adversities of 2020. 
learned to put faith, family, and good old-fashioned hard work above greed, shortcuts, and material things. Learned that we are stronger than we thought we were. Learned to communicate better. Learned to be more compassionate. Learned that the valuable lessons we get by thriving in adversity are a gift. I wish for 2021 to be our best year because of 2020's adversities. Next, it's Clark Service Group Technical Service Manager John Wolfgang. As a seasoned technician, one of my goals for 2021 is to utilize online training tools to help newer technicians in their training process. Online training can boost a technician's confidence by showing them how to access equipment that is unfamiliar and how this equipment works before they arrive on site. Even though we do in-person training, scheduling this can be an issue. These online courses can be done anytime, anywhere, and are a valuable tool that we should utilize more often in the training process. And putting a bow on things is EMR Sales and Marketing Manager, Emily Martin. Improving the customer experience is a top goal of my sales and marketing function here at EMR for 2021. Communication is everything. Internally, how we operate directly affects our customer's experience. Externally, how we communicate throughout the stages of reactive service and planned maintenance life cycles directly affects our customer's experience, not to mention their bottom line. Our sales team serves not only to manage customer accounts and technical scope needs, but also to build relationships, which ultimately improves the aforementioned communication needs. The more we know about the customer, the healthier the relationship, the better the communication and ultimately quality technical outcomes. We're taking a more tailored approach to our customer service, account by account, through understanding the needs of our customers. We can then more thoughtfully communicate to our technical staff and dispatchers, develop new promotions, conduct rate reviews, perform overall assessments of the customer's needs as they are defined by COVID or other market considerations that negatively impact their operations. Being more thoughtful of meeting our customers where they are, operationally, financially, and beyond, and then disseminating the right details to our technical and support staff is a charge I have for my department in the coming year. This focus benefits not only the end user, but internal departmental operations as well, all of which are intertwined. Just like any living, breathing organism, when a service agency operates at a higher level, customers only stand to benefit. Uh, thanks to everyone for your contributions. We really do appreciate them. Uh, next time, our topic is, what have you learned about servicing ghost kitchens that surprised you? We'd love to hear from you, and you can call in to leave a message. Our number is 312-788-7618. That's 312-788-7618. You can also email or record a voice memo on your phone and send it along to servicecalls at fermag.com. And that's it for this episode of Service Calls, brought to you by TechTown in partnership with Food Service Equipment Reports. We'll be back next month, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I'm Rob LaFrance. <laughs>